Welcome to the Talking the Line podcast, presented to you by Talking the Line Sports Media, giving you our best insights and analysis so you can rake in some cold hard cash on your next sports bet. Now sit on back, open up your mind, and let's cash some tickets. We can't thank you enough for joining us. We hope you enjoy. and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers far and wide. Happy Monday and welcome in to episode number 53 of the Talking the Line podcast. Hey, thank you so much for taking a few moments out of your day to come and kick it with the crew on this beautiful Monday of bets. Now, before we talk some lines for you today and dive deep into the limited slate of action, please take a few moments if you could be so kind and smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently ingesting the Talking the Line podcast on, whether you are watching on YouTube or listening to the audio recorded version on your favorite podcast directory. If you could also be so kind, take a few extra seconds and hit that like button, leave us a comment, leave us a rating, all that good stuff. We cannot tell you how much we appreciate it when you do, and it only allows us to make TTL Sports Media bigger and better for each and every one of you. Last but not least, head on over to this episode's description where you will locate the Talk in the Line link tree. First link you're going to see there. Within that link tree, you will locate all of the TTL Crew's content so you can consume it however and whenever you please. Ladies and gentlemen, joining on joining us, not joining on, uh, joining us on today's episode number 53, I am your humble host, Colton, Colt45 Soroka, and I can't thank you enough for getting your week started with the TTL crew. As always, it's about time to bring in the co-host of the Talking the Line podcast, a young man who's got a little bit of sun in the face, got a little bit of that nice weather sitting out there in the ballparks, and we'll definitely be asking him about that come later on in the podcast. But without further ado, the Sox fan himself coming off of his first visit to Guaranteed Rate Field, the man, the myth, the degenerate gambling legend himself, Mr. Riley, Armax Magnuson. Partner. How you doing over there today, pal? My man, I'm doing quite all right. We've, uh, like you said, I've got some sun in me. It was at the ballpark yesterday, first time for the season. Got a White Sox win in me. And uh, the vibes are good. The vibes are fresh. The vibes are, uh, you know, a little sun, but not sunburn. I'm I'm fine. I'm all hey, good. that's all right. Got to get the uh, first little bacon of the year, yeah. right? Get you a little extra vitamin D in yeah, the system. Yeah, all weekend. Saturday, same action. Not uh, the ballpark, but sitting outside with some burgers and broths. Can't complain. Well, I definitely want to hear about it, and I bet our fans want to hear about it, too. So we'll be sure to ask you uh, about your ballpark experience there here in today's Rants and Reactions. Right. Speaking of, we do have a uh, loaded second half of the pod here with we the do. Rants and Reactions. Uh, this past weekend of sports was legend. Wait for it. 
Derry, it was incredible. I mean, from the NBA slates to the MLB slates, the Stanley Cup matchups, golf, racing, Formula One, everything you wanted it, you name it, you got it this past weekend. Yeah, no question. And uh, you mentioned limited slate today earlier. The news and happenings that we get to talk about more than make up for it. But 150%. Limited slate doesn't mean we don't have the action. Limited slate doesn't mean the TTL crew still doesn't have your back. So coming up on today's episode, obviously we'll always have our best bets of the day. So we got our Mag's best bets. He's got two coming at you and I got three coming at you for my best bets of the day. Another Monday, as you know, brings along the Monday Madness Parlay for the special play of the day. We got a three-legger coming at you, pan out at 637 odds on the dot right now. So real juicy parlay to get this week started. Moneyline Dice, crowd favorite, always, always present on the TTL show. They had a bit of a rough week last week. They ended positive. They ended positive. Yes, they, they did, actually. Positive. I forgot yeah. they won on Friday, so they had a three and two week. Dice coming off a positive week. Don't let me put those negative vibes Seriously. on you, had my some, friends. Had some plus money have winners, some too. damn respect on those Dice's name. So they will be obviously making their usual episodic ex- uh, uh, appearance, if experience, you will, experience, experience. <laughs> appearance later on in the show, uh, wrapping up the betting portion of today's episode. And then, uh, like I said, second half of the show, got some great rants and reactions to get into for you guys. And then I got a rocking message for you guys in today's Motivation Minute. So make sure you stick around for the end of the show for a little ex- extra inspiration to get you going for this beautiful Monday. Outside of that, partner, before we get things going, I'd like to mention might be bringing back Colts Daily Draw. Okay. There are some real, three real nice pitching matchups. Who knows? Maybe. We'll see. Might stay away. Save it for the 15-game slate tomorrow. There you go. Second item on the docket, please follow us on the Action app so you can get all of our best bets of the day outside of the pod. I am at cash underscore with underscore Colt. Riley at RMAGS, all caps, and then you can follow the Talking the Line page, obviously, at Talking the Line. Nice and easy for you, but you are able to get all of our best bets of the day, so make sure you follow us there. We always, always, always lock them in up to the second, and you get them the instant we do. So make sure you follow us there. Outside of that, I got nothing else major to drop down before we get things going here, pal. You got anything to say? Oh, no, I'm all ready to dive in. All right. Without further ado, cut all the banter, cut all the nonsense, cut all the gossip that you could go to every other media outlet and get. You come here to run tickets to the window all night long with the TTL crew, and that's what we're here to bring you today. Nothing but stone cold locks. So without further ado, it's time to get things started today. As always, with the best bets of the day, I like to concede the microphone for a little while getting things started on every podcast episode and let my partner get us started so without further ado once again here we go it's time for our mags best bets of the day and as per usual partner you have the floor i appreciate it my man 
Today, I've got two picks, as my partner mentioned. First one's coming out of the NBA slate. Second second one will be out of the MLB. First one, I know my partner's a little on the fence on this one, but I am loving the Nets minus one and a half tonight. Despite losing James Harden, I still believe this Nets is the better team, even with that guy out. Uh, the two teams here rank similarly in many offensive and de- defensive categories, uh, but Brooklyn, second in NBA in three-point percentage, while Milwaukee is 29th in three-point percentage allowed on defense. Comparatively, you've got the Bucks ranking fifth uh, for three-percentage on offense, while Brooklyn is middle of the pack, 14th allowed. So not a weakness for Brooklyn, while it is for the Bucks' defense. With all that being said, that means Joe Harris is my X factor for this entire series and probably throughout the playoffs as long as Brooklyn is alive here. The guy has been big all playoffs long. He shot five for nine from three in game one. Uh, and as I mentioned, he's been playing pretty well all damn postseason, uh, you know, in the that Boston series in the first round. Uh, if he could put up a similar production, I think this is going to be the Nets again all night tonight and any game that he can put up numbers like that. Now, I'm not counting on Blake Griffin tonight, partner, but if that guy can play anywhere near how he played in game one and even that couple games there in that first series, it's a wrap. That guy is uh, even more of an X-Factor if he can. It's not necessary for him to do that, as I mentioned, because I think Joe Harris, along with, obviously, the star power of Kyrie and Kevin Durant. But with all that being said, if Blake Griffin can be a factor, that's it's a wrap. It's a wrap, and that's our winning the entire damn thing. Moving on to Milwaukee now, Bryn Forbes has to be the X-Factor for Milwaukee. I mentioned it last series against uh, against the Heat. He had a great series, uh, at least two or three games there. Uh, but he's just not consistent enough. And this uh, this Nets team has got the defensive recipe to slow him down. And uh, Middleton, not good at all in game one. He's got to turn it around in game two for the Bucks. I don't think those guys are going to do enough, partner. So I'm taking the Nets minus one and a half. Okay. I uh, As you started your analysis there, you did say that uh, I'm a little bit opposing to you. A little bit of a question mark in my mm-hmm. head. Uh, you know, the Bucks did out-rebound the Nets 58-47, uh, to 47, I do believe. Yeah, 58-47 to 47 it was in the last matchup. So a little bit of concerning issue there. The Bucks are monsters on the offensive glass, and they shot pretty poorly from behind the arc in Game 1. I think that's something they're really going to look to improve upon here. And as we've seen all year, Brooklyn's defense has been a little shaky. I don't like it enough to show you down on it here today. I might take it on a little side action at, at, at a half unit just on a fade in your play. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you do like my partner's analysis, enough gabbing from me, and you like what he's saying, partner, there you have it. Lock it in. First play of the day, Brooklyn Nets minus one and a half. Yes, sir. All right. Now I mentioned I got another play coming out of the MLB. May or may not have a little action out of this game for the Monday Madness Parlay. But out of the Royals versus Angels matchup, I am going to be taking the Royals first five plus a half. You've got Jackson Cower, righty on the mound for the Royals versus Dylan Bundy, righty for the Angels. Cower will be making his MLB debut and is currently rated in MLB's top 100 prospects list. Over six starts in the minor leagues this season, he holds a .85 ERA, allowing only three earned runs in over 30 innings of action. And he can bring his fastball up in the high 80s. Dylan Bundy now on the opposite side is having a rough time in 2021. He holds a 6.49 ERA, including a 9.7 ERA 
ERA in May. This will be his first start here in June, I believe. He has allowed at least four earned runs in each of his last four starts and has not kept any team under two earned run all season long. I mentioned he had a rough ERA in May. You know, it was a lot better in April, but it still wasn't good. It was well over four. Uh, so hasn't been able to keep any team under two earned runs. He's given up at least two home runs in his last three starts, partner. The ball is jumping off of these bats against this guy. And the Angels are 0-5 in their last five starts as a favorite when Bundy is on the mound. These offenses, on the other hand here, have pretty similar ranks against righty pitching on the season. However, the last 10 here, Royals, 292 batting average, 344 OBP, and 7.344 runs per nine, while the Angels' last 10 versus righties, 210 batting average, 275 OBP, and 352 runs per nine. Without Mike Trout, when you take him out of the equation, this Royals team is just the better team. And uh, even at home, things have not been going super well here for the Angels. Uh, not terrible, but as far as home records go, it's nothing to show for. 15 and 16, uh, so not a huge home field advantage over the for, over there for them this year. Uh, and th- these Royals, man, these Royals are sneaky, and just when you expect them to kind of be ho-hum cruising, they'll bite you in the ass. So mm-hmm. I like this Royals team plus, uh, plus a half here in the first five, partner. I would agree with you. We just might have a little more action coming out of this mm-hmm. game as well on the Monday Madness Parlay. So I am all over the Royals' first five plus a half. Uh, I could not say any more about about Jackson Cower. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has been extremely dominant, actually been up and down the farm system, AAA, AA, minors, mm-hmm. all the place, and has been pitching, pitching really, really well. So I think uh, he comes out, has a great debut, as a lot of uh, first-time pitchers in the MLB have this year. I right. like that trend to continue, right. and I'm rocking and rolling right there with you partner royals first five plus a half all right we'll be sure to recap it for you soon before we move along into my best bets of the day not sure uh if it's a youtube problem or if it's an us problem i don't believe it's an us problem because typically everything's fine and this only happens every once in a while but we might experience a little bit of buffering and streaming issues uh, just got alert uh don't know if that'll happen do apologize if it does we always love to have a clean smooth show uh but just so you are aware apologies first and foremost But moving right along into my best bets of the day. Here we go. I told you that I had three of them coming at you, and it's time to get into them right now. So for my three picks today, I uh, have uh, two, two games that I'm taking these picks out of. All of them are MLB picks. So for the first set of picks, my first two picks, I am going to the matchup between The Miami Marlins and the Boston Red Sox. Now, the Marlins are coming off a 3-1 victory over the Pirates yesterday. Didn't have to exhaust themselves all too much. It was a little bit of a rough series for them, but uh, they did bounce back yesterday and look pretty good in doing so. On the opposite side of the ball, the Red Sox coming off of a wild, wild 10-round prize fight with the New York Yankees last night where they edged out the victory 6-5 to five, uh, on some real clutch small ball hitting in the late innings. I don't think that they're going to have what it takes to come right into this game and be ready to rock and roll. I think they're going to be pretty tired and down. Now, as far as the pitching matchup goes, you got Pablo Lopez on the mound for the Miami Marlins and Nick Pavetta on the mound for the Red Sox. Now, Lopez has been a dog for the Marlins all year. In nine starts, he's gone um, 
62 and a third innings. He's got one and three record, 282 ERA, 68 strikeouts with only 19 walks, and a 234 batting average with only a 290 OBP. He's also only allowing a 1.15 whip, so a little bit higher than you would like to see, but it's on the lower end of the above one category. So you always like to see that as well. However, even though he's had a little bit of rocky starts here and there throughout the season, these last two starts, he's really started to find himself again against really star-studded offenses in Philadelphia and in Toronto. Pitched 11 innings in those games, only allowed nine hits with 16 strikeouts and only two walks, four earned runs, and three home runs. Now, why do I mention the home runs? Because home runs have not been a problem for Pablo Lopez all season long. Uh, Matter of fact, he hasn't given up more than one home run in another game, and I believe it's only been three other games outside of these. So he has pitched extremely well, and those teams that he faced, obviously being in Philly and in Toronto, are teams that really can put the ball deep over the wall anytime they want, anytime they get in the batter's box. On the opposite side, the opposing bump, if you will, Nick Pavetta. He has been a stud for the Boston Red Sox this season so far. However, that doesn't scare me off too much as he's had his bumpy starts here and there as well. Surface numbers, he's really, really good. 10 starts this year, 59 two-thirds innings pitch, 6-1 and one record, but a little bit higher than you'd like to see. 3.77 ERA, 68 Ks with only 28 walks, but a 304 OBP. So he does have a problem with command from time to time and getting himself into some of those really less than... Uh, uh, likable situations uh, with multiple runners on the base path where he really has to uh, pitch himself out of some hot situations. In these pitchers' last five starts for the Marlins, Pablo Lopez's last five starts, they are 2-2-1 straight up in the first five innings. And in Pavetta's last five starts, the Red Sox are 1-3-1 straight up in the first five innings. So at the very least, uh, for my first pick of the day, I like the Marlins' first five plus a half in the first five innings. I like that run line there. I think you're getting some good value. At the very least, this game will be tied uh, in at the end of five innings with the dominance of Pablo Lopez and Nick Pavetta. For my second pick coming out of this game, I am taking the Marlins full game money line. I like for them to get this victory in the late innings. Now, why do I say that? Because of a few key things. This morning, I looked at the bet percent and money percent split and Miami, right before we jumped on live here, 34% of the bets they are only getting, but they are getting 54% of the money. So sharp action hitting them early this morning, and you're getting the price that you're seeing on Boston right now just because of the name of the Red Sox and the surface level numbers of Pavetta. I'm not buying it here today. I think the Marlins squeak away with this victory. You know me. I'm a day of the week guy. Miami, 7-3 and three straight up in their last 10 Monday games. Boston, 2-9 and nine straight up mm. in their last 11 Monday okay. games. And Boston, 2-5 and five straight up in their last seven games at home following a road trip of seven games or more. Mm. Give me the Miami Marlins money line on the full game and also give me the Miami Marlins first five run line plus a half. Thoughts, partner? Interesting. I'm uh, I'm definitely not disagreeing with you. I like your analysis. I'm not 
as high as it as high on them as you are i think i might still ride it with you um but i do like the red sox coming off of uh not just yesterday but a whole weekend of uh, you know versus their just toughest rivalry yeah battles. Some big battles and uh the last couple of things you mentioned there i i mean i i do like those day trends not quite as much as you do <laughs> I'm but, a but the one him. about uh what was that last one about the the um off of the big road trip so Red Sox are two and five straight up in the last seven home games after a road trip of seven yeah. games or more. No, that's not nothing. That yeah, ain't nothing. Not, nothing at all. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it's a big, big stat. And, you know, honestly, this is a value play for me. Mm-hmm. This is a you're getting the Miami Marlins in a dog spot in a very reasonably p- priced dog spot. Right. Albeit. And I, I think that they they should be a much longer dog and that the Red Sox should be a much higher favorite. But I think the books have this price just right. And I think that the Marlins are going to come out on top of the victory and we're going to have a, a tie ball game if the Marlins aren't up in the first five innings. Yeah, I think my biggest hesitation is that uh I've had I've tried to trust the Marlins a handful too many times because I like a lot of their pitchers yeah. in some first five spots. So I think that's just a personal vendetta yeah, yeah. that I've got there. I, so. I got burned a couple times this weekend, um, but I'm very confident in them with the Red Sox, especially the Red Sox. Yeah. I mean, you alluded to it coming off those battles with the Yankees, mm-hmm. man. Give me no, all, yeah. give me all of the Marlins on a, with a tired, tired Boston Red Sox team here today. So one more time, first two picks. Actually, I'm not going to tell you. You got to stick around for the best bets of the day. Here we go. Third pick of the day. I am not a homer. My boys are hot. Third pick, Chicago Cubs money line. Now, even after we dropped three out of four to the Giants over the weekend, everybody calmed down. Let me tell you, the Cubbies are still hot. Mm-hmm. They're still cooking. They are 14-6 and six straight up over their last 20 games still. They're doing real well. Now, you might tell me, Colt, I'm looking at the Padres. They're 12 and 8 straight up over their last 20 games. What the hell are you talking about? Well, they're 4 and 6 straight up in their last 10 games overall. Been really battling injuries up and down their lineup like crazy. Mm-hmm. And they really haven't had the offensive production that they've uh that they've had to start the season. Now they've kind of started to drop off and kind of regress to the mean a little bit here as far as the MLB top line stats go. However, it also has been the same for the Cubs. They've been battling the hell out of injuries, if you know that. But somehow they found a way to continue to get it done without some of their key players. And they have found these square pegs for these square holes. I don't know why it's working. If you've been seeing it, Patrick Wisdom making a huge name for himself after being a journeyman in the MLB for almost the last decade. It is so impressive. I absolutely love this lineup. But as for some cold, hard facts to get me out of sounding like a homer, (laughs) we have... Adbert Alzale on the mound for the Cubbies. And you got the young man, Ryan Weathers, taking the mound. The lefty for the Padres once again. It is Alzale Day, ladies and gentlemen. And after a bit of a rough start to the season, my man Adbert has really started to find it. Nine starts so far for him. 54 and two-thirds innings pitched. He's got a 4-4 four and four record with a 3.62 ERA. Inflated numbers, early season struggles. 59 Ks, only 11 walks for my man A. 249 OBP. So he has really started to find himself as well in the last three outings. He's pitched 17 and two thirds innings in those outings. 13 hits with 19 Ks, only four walks, one home run, and three earned runs. Oh, did I mention one of those outings was against these San Diego Padres, mm. and it actually was his best outing out of those last three in that outing? 
five innings pitched, only three hits with seven Ks and a single walk and one earned run. He only went those five innings. I see him potentially going six, seven against this team here today. Now, Ryan Weathers on the opposing side, lefties. Cubbies have been really doing work against lefties, but Ryan Weathers has been solid. Top line numbers, nine starts overall, 39 and a third innings pitched, two and two record, and a pristine 2.06 ERA. Got 29 Ks, only 12 walks, and a 263 OBP. So he has been really solid. However, his last start against the Chicago Cubs, and he got quite roughed up, if I do say so myself. Only five innings pitched for Weathers as well. He did face Kyle Hendricks, though. He allowed seven hits, only had two Ks, one walk, four earned runs, and gave up two home runs. So he got really touched up against this Chicago Cubs offense. I uh, believe he is still young in his MLB career. That is still going to be in his head, and that is going to be something that's going to affect him here today on the mound. As far as some key trends I'm looking at, uh, to wrap some final thoughts up on this one, the Cubs are 13-3 and straight up in their last 16 Monday games, my friend. They are 21-8 and straight up in their last 29 games uh, versus a left-handed starter. Mm-hmm. For the Padres, they are 2-5 and straight up in their last seven versus a team with a winning record. 0-4 straight up in their last four versus the NL Central and drop the cherry on top of the cake, if you will, one and six straight up for the Padres in their last seven games versus a right-handed starter. Give me all of my Cubbies on the money line. Great price right now, right around plus 110 Cubbies money line for my third pick of the day. There you have it. My three best bets, ladies and gentlemen. Looks like our stream connection is back online. Excellent connection. You love to see the green dot. It's always a preferential makes your heart stop pounding a, l- a, mm-hmm. a little little less faster as a content creator yeah. when you see that green dot no question so there you have it ladies and gentlemen our mag's best bets my best bets you know what time it is now time for the special play of the day set it at the top of the show but here we go it's time to get into it the monday madness parlay let me get a quick sip of water go here. for it go for it We've got uh, we've got a nice three legs here. I know uh, which one one of my one Ooh, of these good. legs that my partner would, that's would some like high to, quality H two O. Yeah, there you go. All right, <laughs> so set it at the top. Three leg Monday Madness parlay mm-hmm. plus six thirty seven on mm-hmm. the odds, paying out over six to one. Mm-hmm. All right, so we got one leg from each of the slates today: MLB, NBA, NHL. You alluded to it. There's one I would like to talk about in mm-hmm. specific because I've been talking about him since before the postseason started for this slate. Since before anything happened with these boys, I've been saying, go blank, go. And let me fill in that blank for you right now. My Habs, baby, the Montreal Canadiens. For the first leg of the Monday Madness Parlay, we are taking the Montreal Canadiens money line right around minus 150 right now couple of key reasons why I like the uh, Canadians and my partner is riding right along with me said he liked them as well my boys are getting the sweep they're Mm -hmm. getting this thing done and they are going to flip the script on the Jets they uh the Jets really pissed off Montreal in the first game with that with that lazy lackadaisical nasty hit and uh they just have been laying the hammer down ever since they haven't uh stopped or even thought about letting the jets up for a little bit of air at all they are simply drowning them and i think they continue to do that especially on home ice tonight 
The Jets are 0-4 in the last four meetings between these two teams. They are 0-5 straight up in the last five games following a game where their opponent scores five goals or more. Exact same opponent. You love to see it. And my Habs, 6-0 straight up in their last six overall. They are absolutely killing it. They dominated the Leafs uh, in the second half of the series after going down big, and now they have absolutely dominated the Jets. I believe they get the easy sweep here tonight. You're getting these odds that you're seeing today uh, because a lot of the bookmakers are dying for you to take the Jets. I suggest you do not do it. Side with the Habs. Get the easy win. They're going to get the the sweep victory here tonight. Yeah, I love it, man. I mean, you mentioned the Leafs. They've dominated the dominated the Jets even more than they uh, took care of the Leafs. Those games were pretty tight at the end there. And, uh, you know, I know uh, yesterday it was uh, it was a pretty, pretty no sweat action there for the for the Habs. So all over it with you, my man. All right. So there is the first leg of the Monday Madness Parlay. Second leg, partner, I'll let you take your pick and I'll toss my two cents in right along with you. Go right ahead. All righty. Second play coming out of the NBA is going to be the Denver Nuggets plus four and a half on the road versus the Suns. Denver took two of three in this matchup in the regular season with that first game coming as a three-point loss. I think the series is just going to be this game and the rest of the series. Each game, I think, is going to be within that five-point swing there either way. And uh, the Nuggets, 7-3 and three ATS, last 10 in Phoenix. I think they've got the right matchup for this team to at least stay close. I like, this, uh, I like the Suns in this series. I like it to go sure. deep, but I think it's going to be very, very tight. Nuggets have enough offensive options to pour it in, and uh, you know they've got the they've got the right heat formula here to uh, hang with these Suns. And uh, like yeah. I said, I think it's going to be close, but Big plus time. four and a half, give it to me. Big time. You know I'm a trends guy. You know my guy's a stats guy. So let me give you a couple to you. Phoenix has won one game in the last eight meetings between these two teams. Did you know? That one win was by three points this season back on January 1, 106-103 in Denver. Denver, obviously, 2-1 and one in the season series, got two OT victories, 120-112 and 130-126 in Phoenix. Do I see something similar? I actually could possibly see them running away with an outright victory here tonight. I feel very similarly to the way I felt about the Hawks yesterday. The money input looks similar, not exactly the same, but it looks similar. I really like that. The Sharps are on the Nuggets, and and I do believe that they have a serious, serious potential to get this outright win. However, if they don't, I will gladly take the two buckets in a uh, in a meeting here that the only win by the Suns came by three points, and the Nuggets have just absolutely rolled them outside of that. So I will gladly, gladly take the extra points here. And last but not least, Denver, 7-3 and three ATS last 10 in Phoenix, and between these two teams, 14-6 and six in the last 20 overall. So give me all of the Nuggets here, plus four and a half on the spread. Mm-hmm. There you it. have it. Second leg of the day. Uh, that last stat, by the way, 14 and 6 ATS, last 20 overall between these two teams. Guess I didn't say ATS. But moving right along for the third and final leg of the Monday Madness Parlay, the MLB leg. And I told you we had some more action from a matchup that my partner already took a little bit earlier on in the show. So if you stuck around, here it comes. We are taking the Kansas City Royals money line here tonight. This, once again, is a sharp play. 
all I can say is this uh, this Jackson Cower really, really, really impresses me. I think he might even go six, seven innings here. Mm-hmm. I think uh, he has some real potential. He's got uh, a sub one ERA. Yeah, I do that's believe. Right. Yep, I mentioned zero it eight, earlier. Zero eight five mm-hmm. it was. Yep. So, I mean, he is incredible. I think he goes deep. I am not uh, super confident. Who Who is on the mound? Uh, Dylan uh, Bundy for, for Bundy. the Angels. Yes, yeah. that's, that's exactly right. Bundy has been getting shelled yeah. all season long. 0-6 record overall. I know you mentioned that. six four nine top line ERA and a one three two whip. Mm-hmm. I mean, just letting boys hit him all over the ballpark and around the bases. Yeah, the one I, I mentioned it earlier, two home runs his last three, at least two home runs his last three starts. Uh, but the cherry on top for me is the difference in the bullpens here. Last mm. 10 for the yeah, Royals, yeah, yeah. 2-6-3 ARA. So they've been, I mean, they have uh, the better bullpen numbers on the entire season, but that bullpen specifically the last couple of weeks has been taking care of business. While the Angels are still well over four on the season and over those last 10 games. So love this Royals money line as some nice plus money, my man. Absolutely. Me too. It was one of the first plays that jumped off the uh, board to me today. Honestly, all of the underdogs jumped off the board to me today. I just thought you were getting some great value. So if you don't want to do anything else uh, outside, take all the underdogs in the MLB today. I'm feeling an underdog Monday. I don't know, maybe a little three-leg parlay, maybe a little $5 on it. I bet you get some real nice odds on that. So who knows? But it's not in today's best bets of the day for the TTL pod. So we'll leave it to the side. But without further ado, it's time to recap those said best bets of the day. So partner, if you could be so kind, let's get on into it. Here we go. Recapping today's best bets of the day. For my partner, Riley R. Magnuson's picks, he is taking two today. He has got the NBA play taking the Brooklyn Nets on the spread minus one and a half. And he is taking an MLB play. The Kansas City Royals first five run line plus a half. For myself, I got three MLB plays coming at you. My Cubbies on the money line, the Miami Marlins first five run line plus a half, and then the Miami Marlins full game money line. Those are our five best bets of the day. Now for the special play of the day, the Monday Madness Parlay. We have the Kansas City Royals money line, the Montreal Canadiens money line, and the Denver Nuggets plus four and a half. As I already told you, parlay those three bad boys up. You're going to get plus 637 odds or somewhere right around there. And it is going to be a beautiful addition to your Monday bet slip. So make sure you lock that bad boy in as fast as you can. So there you have it. All of our six best bets of the day, including the special play. You know what to do. Hammer them in, lock them home, sprinkle a little bit of dough down. Whatever you like to say, just make sure you get them in at whatever the current best line is at on your favorite sports book. So you might have noticed a little section on there we haven't talked about yet, but we talked about at the top of the show. The money line dice. You know how hyped I get about these things. So let's not even hesitate, debate, conversate, or wait. It's time to get in to today's money line dice 
roll of the day. Let's bring them out. They have officially made it back to the TTL production studios, if I do say so myself. Just absolutely looking gorgeous yeah, on this a nice Monday, June 7th. Us. Oh, yeah, man. I know, we're absolutely. Rocking. We're rocking yeah, and yeah, yeah. We're, uh, we're on the front of the set. The, everything's up there, mm-hmm. you know? Uh-huh. Yep. Mm-hmm. So uh, moving right along here, uh, <laughs> before we get into today's Moneyline Dice Roll, I'm going to get all these bad boys out here today because I got a little something I'm going to drop on you, partner. Okay. Um, but before I get into that, a uh, quick little reminder. Here are uh, said Moneyline Dice. Uh, you probably won't be able to see them too well. Um, but there you go. You'll obviously see them when I bring them up there as well. And then you got your handy carrying case. Now, this is obviously the main product of Moneyline Dice. If you want to get your own, mm-hmm. hell of a product. When your brain's spinning, you've been looking at all the trends, you've been looking at all the lines, you've been trying to figure out what side to take, and you just cannot simply make a decision. Turn to the Moneyline Dice. How do you get Moneyline Dice? You might ask. Well, I am here to tell you, and I got an offer code for you to save you a little bit of dough in the process. There's a link in this description, second one down at the bottom, Moneyline Dice website. We actually put the offer code in there for you as well, but just so you doubly know, head on over there, check out all their cool merchandise. They got more than just the Moneyline Dice. They got a tracking book, MMA scorecard, uh, wearable merchandise. They got all types of good stuff over there. Pick out what you want, get it in your cart. Once you get to your checkout, your cart, whatever you like to say, enter code TTL10. At checkout, you're going to get 10% off of your first order on Moneyline Dice, and uh, you're going to be able to roll right alongside the crew and stop racking your brain when you don't know what side to take. You just let the dice decide for you, and you just move right along. A little one of them, how you doing, keep it moving type situations, all right? So there you go. One more time, code TTL10 at checkout. It is in the description. Go get your own Moneyline Dice today. Moving right along, Mm -hmm. today's Moneyline Dice roll. You know... We have, since we started live on YouTube here, uh, two weeks live. Thank you all for joining us, for uh, continued supporting us, and helping us just to get bigger and better every single day. Moving on. Uh, we have consistently done Home and Away and just Moneyliner ATS. Mm-hmm. So I thought, what if we do that? Okay. But they also provide a all over the map okay dice so a home money line away money line same for ats and then an over under all on one dice okay or die however you like to say it then they got the over under obviously two and then you got your units mm-hmm. so i know we like to stay away from the units because like i'm not trying to put a hundred dollars right. on a dice roll right so maybe we'll put that one in the bag okay over made me un- a little nervous when that yeah, one came out yeah, yeah. over <laughs> under what the hell how about we do our usual okay we'll do our home away ats money line and then we'll do a wild card we'll do just a shoot from the hip dice you tell us what the hell out of what is the best bet out of this matchup side total everything we drop it down okay so we got two money line dice picks coming at you now okay how about that shit okay what if they oppose well one of them's got to (laughs) win unless you want to go total go ahead or if they oppose okay we'll cross that bridge when we get to it all right if they oppose it's a re-roll re-roll okay okay suppose okay, okay. it's a re-roll, Full re-roll. Okay? i like it i, I like that. that you I like, that. Uh, I like you brought that that <laughs> it's very possible up. that a, it could be a re-roll could be. i mean if we double down that's a totally different story that's i'm fine with that totally different story so with all that being said <laughs> ladies and gentlemen let's get into today's money line dice roll for today's roll, we are headed to the ice. 
Stanley Cup matchup. Game five, if you're a fan of Barstool Sports, live at Borelli's. Mm-hmm. It is time for the madness to ensue yet once again. I have been absolutely sucked into those things. These, the, well, this whole series, I've yeah, been entirely been, sucked it into. Is, My God. It has been so electric. This this series, those few videos will pop in from time to time. I mean, hey, if you guys see this, great, great stuff. Like, you guys need to hear that. But what you're doing, right. I mean, it's, it's absolutely electric. But moving on into this matchup. The Islanders back on the road in Boston, Boston tonight. They are coming in as the puppy. Got it right here. Oh, look at you as the plus 160 puppy dog. And the Bruins, obviously home team, coming in as the favorite. A little bit longer of a favorite, minus 190, where they are 3-3 three and three so far in the postseason as a minus 190 or longer favorite. Okay. So, with all that being said, Let's get it underway today. Here we go. First dice. You know how it goes. Home or away. Will we be siding with the scrappy Islanders from New York? Or will we be siding with the battling Bruins from Boston? My best accents there. I think your accents need a little they bit need of a lot of work. They need a lot of work. But here we go. Home away. <laughs> Love the spirit of it, though. Three, two, one. Home team. Home team. Boston Bruins. Home team Boston Bruins. Okay. okay. I know you got a little bit of a soft spot for those islanders. I do. So I do. I, I that saw hurts. the hesitation there. That hurts. Hey, we might have a reroll on our hands. Oh, yeah, yeah. You Nothing know. set in stone Let quite yet. Here we go. So are we taking the Bruins money line, eating the substantial chalk, or maybe getting a little bit of juice on the puck line? We will find out in three, in two, in one. Another money line. Eating the chalk on the money line. Home money line for the dice to start the week. All right, let me set them bad boys right there. Not locked in yet. Dice number three, the wild card. What is it at? What's the best bet? What do you think? Here we go. Dice, give us a good one. Three, two, one. The home money line. Home money line. Shit you not, kids. Doubling down. I will show all three of those. The dice literally just looked us right in the face. Said, said lock this shit you, in Bruins money line. lock this shit in dumbasses <laughs> don't talk about it be about he it said soft spot for the islands fuck you Bruins money line that's yep. what the dice yep. said hey hey if you could be so kind I'm, I'm gonna uh, meander on over there show these kind okay. folks what we got working with today okay. if you got anything to lay on them sure I'm oh I'll be all right don't blow don't our ears worry. out I'll here. be all right okay while my partner goes around there this uh as we mentioned this series has been a wild one two to two i believe the islanders took a 4-1 victory in game four that was the biggest uh it was tight in the third period though i think that was a late late run as my partner fumbles with these dice and there they are maybe a little lower there you go right there that's a beauty i'm telling you these are uh... why don't you show them that uh that third dice that we haven't pulled out yet show them the like show them around it oh, yeah yeah, yeah. So we got- some over under action. You got home and away ATS, home and away money line. Nice little dice there. Nice little dice. I like that. I like this. I like this. We can either double down on something. We can uh, throw in a total. We can re-roll if we oppose. I like it. I like it. We're gonna have to keep doing that, maybe, unless this goes poorly and uh, the dice fail us again. But hey, they had a positive week, three and two record. A and possibly three. I can't remember if Friday was plus money, but I know the first two were some nice plus money. So we've got uh, this dice. This these dice are uh, feeling a little confident. Getting uh, getting uh, getting that mojo back, if you will, partner. 
Mojo back. Mm -hmm. You know the deal. The dice have (laughs) spoken! Double down on the Boston Bruins money line. You got to eat a little bit of chalk tonight. Minus 190. Hate to tell you, but the dice are about it. They said, stop talking about it. Be about it. Mm -hmm. You roll with the money line dice. You know the deal. If we say it, it's a winner. So one more time, if you want to guarantee take a ticket to the window tonight, the money line dice have spoken and in the dice we trust on the Boston Bruins money line. There you have it. One more time. We'll recap everything for you before we get into the second half of the show. Our mags picks of the day. My picks of the day. Monday Madness Parlay. Obviously, super, super excited about that one. Mm -hmm. I think that is going to get our special play record back on track. Back on track. Uh, Did not hit a one last week. Mm -hmm. We had a a two to close out the week. Had two really, really rough beats. So Mm -hmm. I I love this one, especially with the limited slate as well. So, and then one more time, Moneyline Dice, we have now confirmed. Thank you, Dice. We didn't thank Thank the Dice. dice. Thank Thank you, Dice. dice. Boston Bruins Moneyline. Let me uh, quickly, before we uh, let the kind gamblers that join us on the show, Go about their day. Let me properly do this. Really end. Don't need to cut any corners here. No, we no, gotta... no. Let me let me even make it official. I'll go back. <laughs> I'll go back. All right. Thank you, Dice. Thank you, Dice. Sleep well. We'll see you on tomorrow's pod. There you have it. Today's Moneyline Dice roll of the day. Now I will really get into it. All right. Here we go. Let me uh, scoop myself in here. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, gamblers joining us today, if you are one of the kind folks that just joins us for our picks of the day or our best bets of the day, the special play, and all of the gambling analysis and trends that we give you, and you're about to head on out of here to get your Monday started, thank you so much for stopping by. We hope you have a spectacular, spectacular Monday, unless you have other plans. But hey, make sure you come on back. Don't stay away for too long because we got more sports books to bankrupt and we need your help doing it one play at a time. So we'll see you on tomorrow's pod. But for those of you sticking around for the second half of the show, my personal favorite, I do love stacking dough and cashing tickets all day long. But I also do like talking some shit. Mm-hmm. So without further ado, it is time for Monday's Rants and Reactions. It's a good one. Here they are. We've got Thank some you, uh, re- things to react upon. We got a lot of reacting to do, a lot of ranting to put forth, and a lot of hot takes to dish out. Mm-hmm. But before we do, partner, I've been dying dying since we started today's episode to know how that first official visit of the 2021 season went to guaranteed rate field for you this weekend my pal it was good my man i mean the sun was out as you can see i've got some red on my face if you're looking on uh on youtube here but uh you know it was it was definitely toasty but uh that couldn't that couldn't uh that couldn't you know i don't know what word i'm that couldn't uh, stop the vibe yeah i couldn't me. take away from anything away from the vibes Three nothing victory. It was kind of a it was a ho hum uh, performance for my socks. Dylan Cease was fantastic. Yep. And uh, three runs in the second inning, and that was it. And uh, you know we got got a couple dogs in us. Got a oh, 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 couple oh. three or five beers in us. Before you go any further, and we if you joined us on Friday's episode, we got into these metrics, metrics, concession, uh, metrics. concession metrics. So lay it on us. What'd you get? Just a couple of basic dogs? Did you uh, go no, all Polish sausage? Oh, Polish a sausage. man after my own heart. 
They got some uh, legit Paul yeah, sausages out there, man. Yeah, and uh, you, you what, know, what'd you get on top? Little onions, little mustard, little uh, onions and mustard. Ooh, exactly that. The ooh, one I went to. Uh, sometimes ooh. I like a little pepper I'm action. Hungry. Yeah, so am I. Sometimes <laughs> I have a little pepper action. They didn't have it at the uh, at the booth that I was at. It was just onions. Okay, uh, but onions and mustard. I'm not not typically a huge onions guy, but on that pole of sausage oh. at the park, oh. you can't beat it. Oh, were they grilled or just raw? Uh, it was grilled. Oh yeah, grilled. baby. Oh, yeah, yeah, you can't most miss. definitely grilled. you can't pass on. And those. then, like I said, a couple two or five beers, so that was nice. A little yep. Modelo action, sure. followed it up with some nachos. Okay, uh, can't go wrong with that. And uh, you know, like I said, three nothing win. Ho hum, got out of there with the dub. Uh huh. Three out of four from the Tigers, and uh-huh. uh, we're feeling good. Got to get back to the park. Okay, get back to the park. Love to hear it. Uh, big question of the hour: Did you cash any tickets on your socks while you were present? I did. At the field? I did. I, uh, you know, I got a little wild with it. Uh, I wouldn't advise it as far as betting strategies, but I mean, when you're at the park, you got to have a little <laughs> get wild. Fun. Yeah. Uh, I did some same game action, and I hit one of them to get me positive on the day. Uh, some Dylan Cease strikeout action. He is over. It was like six and a half, and I think oh. he ended up. I don't remember what he ended up with, but it was at least eight. Okay. If I think it was more than that, but anyways, uh, so that one, and then Tim Anderson and Nick Madrigal to have a hit. They put up a hit in the second inning, I think, each of them in the three-run second. Uh, and then I got wild with some uh, couple home run props and uh, same game parlays, but no home runs. I yesterday. saw you put one of those on Twitter. I did. I, I was that was the only one. Yeah, and that one I put on Twitter. And uh, yeah, Yohan Moncada didn't have a home run. Otherwise, I cashed the other three legs. But uh, Adam Engel back in the lineup. Oh, I've been desperate yeah. for some outfielders. Yeah, yeah, we got yeah. uh, Adam Engel back in the lineup. Saw that. Might uh, not sound like a big addition, but uh, given our current situation, that dude is a monster with the glove. He sure. had a home run robbery yesterday, if you missed it. It was uh, you know, not top 10 play quite worthy, but uh, it was up there. And okay. it was good, uh, I good, did to have miss that, it. good to have him back. I'll Billy have Hamilton on the IL, but getting that guy back similar uh he's better with the glove not as fast as billy billy's a speed demon but better with the bat typically so if we can get him going that's a big addition sure enough but anyways sure enough well hey it sounds like you had an action-packed weekend my friend I Uh, i was exhausted yeah about time to uh get it reset and uh get the week or the week vibes Uh flowing here but Mm -hmm. talking about uh exhausted Mm -hmm. stayed up a little too late last night um, against my better judgment. Regrettably. Regrettably, I would have to say so. If you don't know what we're talking about, it's the only thing that was on Twitter at that time last night, mm-hmm. and everybody was speaking of it. Floyd Mayweather officially fought Logan Paul. Yeah. And uh, you tweeted it that you were, and I, for a minute I was as well, but then as we got into the later hours, I think you tweeted something like, oh, I could get used to this whole Sunday night fight card. Mm-hmm. Did the uh, did that change your mind, uh, or as time went on, did your mind change on that? If the main event would have been worth a shit, yeah, yeah. I I even still though, I think if you moved it up two three hours, two three hours finishing sure. at like sure. eight nine as yeah, opposed well, to whatever it was like eleven. Yeah. yeah, sign me up. I'm not objecting right. to that. But honestly, a, a Sunday fight card, it I, wasn't bad. I'm not opposed whatsoever. Shit, you could start it at noon for all I give it. Yeah, that's what I'm kind of saying. I mean, that's that's not bad at all. Right. I mean, I I think potentially some of these uh, promotions out even outside of UFC are maybe missing out on a day here. Maybe at least during non football. Obviously during non. Maybe we just had the football season. Maybe we just had the idea, dude. Maybe we start uh, TTLFC. Talking to Line Fighting Club, dog. And we have it on Sundays, you know? Hey, I can take it. looking for a sponsor. We got a good idea. Let us know. Uh, we'll, we'll bring it to market. Sunday we just afternoon. need your backing. Sunday matinee. S- Sunday matinee of just straight 
clubbing human beings. No, no, no. Let me human cockfighting on yeah. Sunday yeah. afternoons. That's what you need in your <laughs> diet for your for your television viewing on Sunday afternoons. But the fight itself. Fight itself, fucking joke. Yeah. <laughs> fucking joke, right. man. I mean, I, I mean Floyd did aside win. from the money, like it's yeah. it was professional. Obviously, bank obviously Floyd Mether didn't lose. He if you had judges there, he won the fight. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there was no official decision. So he really didn't gain anything aside from no. the money, which of course, you know, but, if he wants the money, he wants the money. But as far as his legacy, not to say that it hurt his legacy necessarily, but no. it definitely didn't do him any well, good for his legacy? No, not necessarily. I mean, he said it at the end of the fight. He, he legalized bank robbery. He's gotten really good at it. Yeah. And I'm sure both of those gentlemen walked out very, very, very rich out of that right. ring. I'm sure they didn't walk into the ring for any less than $5 million each. Uh, um, probably more just than that. To, yeah, probably. Yeah, just to walk into the ring. Because I think um, Chad Johnson got a million, if I'm yeah, not mistaken. Yeah, and, and well, might as well get into the card. The card was actually decent in right. and of itself. Badu Jack had a great fight um, against Cat. Catalina, I believe it was, or a, 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 something along those lines. Uh, Thirteen and zero fighter who seemed to be really good, and the ref was warning him for holding and uh, a bunch, a bunch of nonsense. Got into the third or fourth round, and he warned him that he was going to DQ him if he kept holding him. Oh, really? Uh, so just got into his head, and then Badu Jack he uh, hit him and hit him with body punches, got him down three times. Uh-huh. Florida Florida boxing rules, three knockdowns and the fight's over. So so that one was really good. Then uh the Arius and Hurd, I believe it was, that one was a really good scrap. Went all ten rounds. That one was a beautiful fight. It started raining in the in the ring though. And right. that, just like what the hell? I mean these guys were falling. <laughs> one he got um Hurd got a knockdown counted for him because, because Arius slipped. I mean yeah. it it was just it was a madhouse. But then honestly dude Dude, Chad o- Ocho Cinco did not disappoint me at all. Yeah, he did not disappoint me at all. Four four rounds, he did get caught. If if I got caught, if you got caught, if anybody got caught on the button, they're gonna go down right. like that. But it's his training showed how fast he popped up and got yeah, right no back question. to it and I mean, continued to finish the he's round. He's a freaking athlete, man. I mean, you know, it's he was on Twitter. He was pretty pumped about his performance, I think. Obviously, he got the loss, but uh, I think we're going to be seeing him back in there pretty soon. Yeah, man, I would not doubt it because he he the way he lives his life he takes everything to 150 percent. i mean i'm I'm that type of person as mm-hmm. well anything that i do i take to the max and i, I mean i can see that and you you saw that because some of these guys talk about oh i want to be a boxer i want to do this and then you saw what happened with nate robinson right ocho cinco took it extremely extremely serious i mean the guy he fought is no pushover either no the guy no he fought is a bear was a previous bare knuckle boxer which to do that is insanity yeah and then he was a two division champ in boxing i don't remember what promotion but he was a stud and a half he's been fighting pro like he he's, yeah, pro he fighter, was man. no slouch so for chad to go four rounds and hold his own i mean i would i thought he was going to get knocked down in the first second round i, yeah. I thought it was going to be early it, it was great but i mean that kind of no adds complaint. to you know it's the door has already been opened but i think you know I, I i don't think we are absolutely going to see more of these occasions where random athletes random i think so too whether it's youtubers celebrities who think they have some type of athletic worth are going to yeah. 
strive for that, and they'll probably be given that chance if they can prove that. I think they, so. They, it's uh, all about the money, man. Yeah. It's all and, about uh, the money. It, <laughs> we keep hating on it, and we keep complaining about it the next day, but we keep coming back and watching yeah, it. Yeah, so I'm going to just stop complaining <laughs> about it. I mean, it's a, it's the uh, market we're in. It's like you want to see it. If yeah. one of those dudes gets smoked and knocked out, or yeah. vice versa, you want to see you it. You want to see it. So see we're going to keep tuning in uh, and keep hearing our rants about it yeah. on uh, the pr- prior and after the fight. Mm-hmm. So uh, we'll, we might change our tune after the fight to what we said before the fight, right. but you'll just have to tune in and listen. Now to some fights that actually matter, uh, because as not to disrespect, with all due respect to those fights last night, none of them mattered at all. They right. were all exhibition matches. None of them, none of them mattered. Uh, so to fights that actually matter... The UFC had actually a star-studded card this weekend. Uh, my main card parlay lost by one leg, Did and it? no, it was not by my biggest underdog, mm-hmm. by the plus 200. That fight actually got voided. All my Brazilians won besides Sakai that I faded, yeah. and then the one loss was my boy Miguel Baeza, uh-huh. who I thought to myself that po- Ponza Nibio was much bigger, mm-hmm. it just bulkier-wise. But Baeza had the length and the reach. If he could get those calf kicks in early and could keep the reach and could put some solid combos together, I thought that he he had the shot for the decision. Came out round one, touching Ponzinibbio up, was doing what exactly I just said, ripping the calf kick to the point where Ponzinibbio could barely walk to the stool at the end of the first round. Second round comes out, looks to be a little bit of the same, and then he just gives up on the game plan. I don't know why. I don't know what happened to him. I don't know what he was thinking. I don't know if Ponzinibbio caught him with one shot and he felt the power and he changed everything in his mind. That happens. Second half of second round, Baeza gets his teeth kicked in. Mm -hmm. Whole third round, he gets his teeth kicked in. I mean, it wasn't even close, and he lost a unanimous decision, or a split decision, I do believe it was. Either way... um, but man, that, that was so brutal because that uh, Baeza was my most confident fight, to tell you the right. truth, and uh, he was the only one I ended up losing. Yeah, that's rough, man. I think I might be watching this uh, replay tonight because I had a busy Saturday Ooh, night. Oh, it was fucking so right. good. So uh, the only thing I really, event. yeah, the only thing I really saw was the uh, finish for Rosenstrike. But, so uh, good. Uh, it, round one, correct? Round one. Yep. It, uh, you know, as a lot of these UFC heavyweight fights start now, it's pins and needles. I yeah. mean. They're feeling each other out. You don't know which guy is going to throw the first bomb, if that first bomb is going to connect. And it's mm-hmm. just, it's real, real feel out process mm-hmm. with the heavyweights. And then they throw that first one and it is on. And Rosenstroik touched Sakai a few times, got him to feel that power. And then he just had him backing up the whole time, had him yep. against the cage. And then the result is what you saw all over social media. I mean, it was it was brutal. Yeah, that dude's got some power, yeah, man. So I, I mean, think Rosenstroik's back, man. Yeah, no question. I mean, he. Uh, I, I'm not sure where he's at in the rankings, but uh, maybe one more, and he'll be close to having those title shots back. But, I would agree. Uh, yeah, like you said, those heavyweights when they uh, they are all on getting close to that same level now after kind of a little bit of a down period you might say yeah. for a minute and now, now they're all now they're all looking and they all know that everyone has that knockout power in an right. instant. So it's Real touch and go there at the and start I mean, of those fights. It don't matter how hard you can throw, everybody falls the same. Yeah. And uh yeah, like you said, man, everybody's starting to kind of realize that and it's real touch and go. Yeah. Uh my boy Tanner Boser, I was talking so high about him. Uh Alir uh Latifi came in and absolutely 
toasted him up. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a good fight to watch. Overall, good, good, solid card. Nothing um, super of note to write home about. Um, wasn't like any huge, big performances of the night. Um, the Baeza Ponzinibbio was the fight of the night, so definitely deserving. And then um, Rosenstreich got uh, performance of the night as well. And then, oh, um, Tiber, um, Tibera, the who fought. Walt Harris, uh, the Polish guy coming up, absolutely destroying guys, got the TK over Walt Harris. I mean, I called that. I, I said, don't don't put your money on Walt yeah. Harris. He's on his way out, uh, like a lot of these guys. And Ty Burra got the TKO finish in the first round. So okay. it was it was incredible. So he also got the uh, performance of the night. Outside of that, a lot of uh, decision victories, a lot of just back and forth, a lot of, like I said, a few weeks back, if you listen, it's kind of a, a no-name card. A lot of guys trying to make their make their footing, get their uh, get their footing in the rankings, rather. Uh, so that's kind of what this card was, but uh, we got a big one coming up here very, very, very soon. Yeah, uh, they had a little. Uh, I was kind of following along on Twitter a oh. little bit, but yeah, uh, go ahead. They had, uh, you know, I think my partner's alluding to Israel Adesanya versus Martin Vittori, mm-hmm. but uh, they had a little uh, like mini like press, not press conference, but it was like a Zoom chat. Oh, it was electric. Yeah. It was electric. And they were basically just chirping at each other. And oh, I, yeah, I didn't realize it was coming up this week. So I uh, I got real excited. Cause so, I, uh, yeah. I, that's my, yeah, he has <laughs> become gonna, my number one favorite fighter. It's going to gonna be sick. And, you know, that fight is going to be great. I rewatched the Izzy and Vittori first fight. Mm-hmm. Izzy won that fight. No question, no doubt. He didn't fight like the style bender that he is now, but he did style bend his ass. Yeah. Like he. He got Vittori. Vittori got one takedown in the late rounds. And and I mean, Izzy clearly won two rounds to one, even if you're going to give Vittori the third round. So yeah. I, Vittori's not doing shit against Adesanya. I can promise you that. Not at 185. Don't hold your breath because Adesanya didn't get the belt at 205. He stood blow for blow with legendary Polish power. Right. And I'm telling you, for him to even do that, was it speaks volumes so i think he's going to come back to 185 and just be electrically charged and a whole new level of super saiyan yeah. for israel adesanya it seems like he reaches a new level with every fight it's not it's almost not even like it's maturity it's like a new mental level that he unlocks right. as mm-hmm. he gets to every fight it's insane yeah the more you see something insane, the more you man. have answers for stuff like that i mean he's just the way he develops i uh i watched the countdown this weekend uh mm-hmm. they already put it out i mean it was it was just absolutely great so i suggest you watch that if you haven't had the opportunity but one thing that really pisses me off off, man, is that all of this fanfare going on about Adesanya and Vittori, number two for the strap, here we go, is really overshadowing what I think is going to be the best fight of the night for the flyweight strap, Davidson Figueredo and Brandon Moreno. Yeah. That was fight of the year for the first one. Right. And Brandon Moreno was on a month's notice, maybe, or two weeks' notice. Mm -hmm. Something completely, completely offhand. Now he gets a full training camp. These boys, if you didn't watch that first fight, I suggest you go and find a way how to. Yeah, no question, man. I mean, these, these, uh, is that bantamweight? Flyweight. Flyweight, okay. Yeah, the little boys. Right, right, right. Yeah, the flyweights, man. Figueredo is electric. This fight should be electric, just for whatever reason. And I mean, I'm, you're, you maybe be able to speak to this more those flyweights just don't have the marketability for some reason that these you know adesanya and the heavier weights do but i mean those fights are electric man oh they are they are absolutely okay let me put it to you in layman's terms number one you don't see the knockouts and the high flying boom 
boom, oh, right, Joe right, Rogan right, losing right. his mind over there. You see the more technical style of fights. Now, you will see a good submission from time to time or a good TKO. Yeah, you might see a knockout but here and there. But it's all about what pays the bills, right. what do people want to see. Mm-hmm. And are you trying to watch two 125-pound, 35-year-old men scrap? Mm-hmm. Or are you trying to watch two 260-plus pound right. men throw bombs at each other. Yeah. It's just marketability. That's mm-hmm. that's exactly what it is. I mean, you you said it to a T. It's, it's what it is. I mean, guys just aren't yeah. trying to... So it kind of sucks because, I mean... It's part of the reason why Triple C left. Yeah, Yeah, it's part of the reason why Triple C left because he wasn't getting the same money that the big boys were. Yeah, and they're not going to go up and fight 145 because some of the guys that fight, I mean, shit. Sugar Sean O'Malley is a bantamweight. He fights at 135 (laughs) and he's 10 feet taller than Triple C's. I mean, he saw the future. He saw what's coming. And and a lot of these guys are finding smarter ways, excuse me, finding smarter ways to cut weight and uh, stuff like that. So huge fights coming up. And then. If all of that doesn't overshadow the next fight even more, Leon Edwards versus Nate Diaz coming back to the fucking cage, boys. Stockton, word up, baby. Let's go. I am so excited to see him back. I am behind him 150%. There's no reason that Nate Diaz needs to fight no-name guys with how long he has been fighting. I mean, he is up there with the Cowboy Cerrone's, the RDA's, the the big names of the UFC promotion, what put UFC on the map, and there is no reason he should be fighting anybody outside of the top five, in my opinion. Yeah, he can come back whenever he wants. Yes, and to fight Leon Edwards after Leon Edwards had that uh, brutal doctor stoppage against Bilal Muhammad with Mm -hmm. that eye poke. Right. Right, 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 right. Uh, that was a terrible way for Leon to make his first official uh, return to the octagon yeah. after a very long layoff. So I'm interested to see what happens here. It's, yeah, it's, it's going to be a dog top, fight. top three fights should be a hell of a night. The main card should be a hell of a night. Paul Craig versus Jamal Hill on the fourth fight. Drew Dober versus Brad Riddell Ooh. on the fifth. I mean, turn me up yeah. on this. You got Darren Stewart, Eric Anders. That's going to be a scrap and a half. Um, just quickly looking through Hakeem Duwadu versus Mazvar Ivalev. That's going to be ridiculous. And then let's see, Chase Hooper, uh, Chase Hooper fighting Steven Peterson. That should be really good. And then Carlos Felipe and fighting Jake Collier at heavyweight to kick off the card. So boys and girls strap in for UFC Adesanya versus Vittori too. Yeah. This upcoming weekend. I'm, uh, I'm excited for Friday's episode already to give some, uh, takes, opinions, picks, I can't wait, dude. All the like. I cannot wait. Uh, we will definitely get into that. So make sure you stick around for Friday's Rants and Reactions. We'll give you UFC picks, fights to watch, main card parlay, all of the above. So we'll talk about that on Friday. Moving right along, um, only just a few more minutes of the uh, TTL pod. Nothing else major here to uh, cover for you before we get into the motivation minutes. However... Nothing major. Something real big and major. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta say, hold on a minute. Julio Jones is no longer an Atlanta Falcon and is now a Tennessee Titan. He joins AJ Brown and Ryan Tannehill and Derek the King Henry Tractorcito. Oh baby, how are we feeling about this Julio trade, Max? Goodness gracious, man! I mean, what dra- I mean, what stands out to me is. The ad, the buying price that it took, I a fifth and a have second? to believe a fifth that and a, a handful second? of teams could have matched that. You obviously have I'm a surprised. lot of money to move around. I'm surprised you're not through the roof on that shit. 
I, if in our in our case, the money, in my opinion, was the biggest hurdle true. there because we would have had to dump a big time contract. That is uh, true, probably on for our defense. Which not that I wouldn't have Kevin been opposed to that. Well, that's not that big of a contract. <laughs> would have been enough. Yeah, that, if that would have done it, then yes. If that would have done it, then yeah. Do but, I know this guy, or do I know this guy? Not enough money himself, but uh, all in all, man, I mean, it obviously makes them better. I think people are overreacting just a tiny bit on how good it makes them. Obviously, it makes yeah, them better. It makes them killer. Yeah, but, it makes that offense dangerous. The skill positions an offense that's already been really solid the last couple of years. But I mean, that doesn't fix the you know the couple of bigger holes that they have, whether it's their defense, their offensive line this uh, this upcoming year. Do I think they're going to be a playoff team? Absolutely. Yes. Do they? Will they have a very good chance of winning the division? Absolutely. Yes. The Indiana Colts ain't going anywhere though, okay, and they so made yeah. some big moves. So yeah, there, there, there's my where my hat kind of lies. I think that the only teams that are going to give them any type of a run for their money in the AFC South are going to be the Indianapolis Colts if they can get pressure on Tannehill. Mm-hmm. They did beef up that D line, and they did beef up some of the secondary for. The Colts. Mm-hmm. They did. They did a great job. Chris, they Chris, got Carson Wentz, Chris Ballard right? did a hell of a job drafted yeah. on that team. They got Carson Wentz now too. They got a star-studded backfield, so mm-hmm. I think they can keep up. But I think that that offense now is just too doggone electric. The Jaguars, theoretically, are we being honest? Not uh, yet. Not even not yet. close. No. Trevor Lawrence will be good, but he's not going to be playoff material yet. He's going to have to get a two, three years under the belt. Sure, but even if they are able to, even if they end up being better than the Colts, take them down the division, in the grand scheme of the AFC as a whole, does this put them over the Colts? I don't think so. Does this put them over the Ravens even? I still don't think so. Okay. I mean, I suppose I could agree with that, um, but... I say the Chiefs first or the Colts? The Colts. Oh, I meant, I meant, does this put them over the Chiefs? No. Mm, yeah, okay. I, I, I get what you're saying. Um, one thing I would add, though is just going to have this thought, might be my 0-16 pick for this season, the Houston Texans. Oh, yeah, they're going to be abysmal. They're going to be abysmal. They might be my 0-16. We were only naming three out of the South. Yeah, I mean, we didn't, <laughs> nah, there's a reason for that. Yeah, because they are <laughs> going to 17. be 0-17. 17, 17 game season, kids. Don't forget, less than 100 days, almost less than 90 days now, yeah. I do believe. Yeah, yeah, Holy yeah. cow. But I am, uh, I'm right there with you as long as Deshaun Watson doesn't play for them, obviously. I think he's out. I think he's out. Where the fuck does he go, dude? You know, assuming all of, all is well with his legal stuff, we're not going to touch on that. Yeah. But because obviously, worst case scenario, he doesn't play because of that. But assuming he's okay with all of that and he can play, he already expressed before all of this happened that he has no interest in playing for the Houston Texans. Yeah. And uh, I don't think that's uh, I don't think that's changed. If no. anything, no. he might even be okay sitting out a year after this entire. Uh, you All know, this fiasco that yeah, took everything place that's going on with as him. As if it's not enough to have to deal with trying to get traded and all the background yeah. and paperwork and front offices and yada, yada, yada. And then you throw in all the legality shit he's going through now. Yeah. It's just like, goodness gracious. So, yeah, I mean, I, I could see him sitting out a year. I could see him potentially 
Oh, geez. I, you know, I can't even put a thumb on where the fuck he would go. Right. I, I have no clue right. in my mind. I think it would be a bombshell situation like Julio to the Titans. I don't think yeah. really anybody saw that coming. I mean, A.J. Brown was chirping the shit out of him all over social media, but <laughs> I, who knows if yeah. that was a key contributing factor to it. He'd like to tell himself that it is. I think there's is. just so many layers to this before we can even have yeah. this conversation. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Honestly. So we, we, we will definitely continue that conversation yeah. at a later date. But yeah, I think there's just... Uh, too much behind the old QB right now. We'll see what the hell happens. Uh, but as far as that goes, NFL news, that's the big news over the weekend. Yep. Nothing else uh, major coming out as of yet. So there we have it. Moving right along. You know, put out a tweet yesterday that got some serious, serious, serious response. Traction, response. Traction, response, all the above. And I think we needed to talk about it just for a brief moment here. Question, Mr. Magnuson. Robot umpires in the MLB 2022. What the fuck is going on out there? Yeah, can we get them sooner here in 2021, for goodness sakes, man? I mean, it is brutal. I I don't understand it. I mean, I, I put out three tweets yesterday that were contenders for the worst strike calls of the entire year. (laughs) Three in one day. And I know most of you probably saw the one of the Red Sox and the Yankees. If you didn't see it from me, you saw it live on TV. You saw it somewhere else. I mean, egregious. Now, granted, it puts them into extra innings, gives them the 10th. Cool, whatever. Maybe that's in the umpire's head. Who the hell knows? But that was insane. Right. That's not even a swing. It wasn't just so second. It wasn't just some second inning call. Nobody on the bases. It was ninth inning game on the line. Guys on first and third, I believe. Yeah. Two outs. It was not a swingable ball. Yeah. It's that that one's the worst one. As a hitter, you're not standing in the box there thinking about fighting that pitch off at all. I mean, that's no, two, that's two damn, feet. That's, that's in the ball. opposite box. Yeah. It's in the opposite box. We can't, you just can't be calling that. I mean, and a lot of these catchers have just, their framing game is so obvious on TV. Yeah. And I just don't know if the umpires aren't seeing it or they're not paying attention. Cause some of these that we're talking about here, right. And it's just like, boys, how, how, how are we not, it, it, it goes in here and we're catching it over here. What, mm-hmm. what are we missing here? I yeah. mean, it's insane. Yeah. And now, and obviously now that we have the, you know, the broadcast technology, the fans are going to be more and more pissed off about it. But if we have that technology, that means we can pretty simply get some, uh, you know, even more state of the art equipment yeah. for the damn major league baseball league, mm-hmm. uh, major league baseball, not major league baseball league, but yeah, anyways, anyways, not yeah. the point. You know what but I'm no, trying to I, say? Yeah. I mean, it got you so doggone flustered. You yeah, had an man. extra league to the MLB, but I mean, yeah, it's, it's not something I'm trying to see. My cubbies had some pretty rough calls. I'm not saying that's why we got destroyed by the giants by any means, no. but we had a couple of calls that really could have turned the game one way or the other. Yeah. And it's, and, and uh, that, yeah, Yankees one right. last night is got to be the, and it's not just because it was prime time on ESPN against the Red Sox, and right. even without the situation that was brutal. But then you did throw in the circumstances, yeah. and it's tenfold, insane. So. so please, MLB, if you can hear us, we are putting in our vote and have sent in our signatures. Robot umpires 2021, or if your happy asses can get behind it for 2022, you can't get around it to this fast for this year. Please just implement it. We're tired of seeing this. Come on, nonsense. Rob, Rob Manfred. Rob Manfred, you, you son of a gun. Stop getting drunk at the World Series and start doing some stuff that's good for baseball. You want to make the game good? Make some changes. Make it. Needs to be easy. done. Easy. Easy change. 
we can all see K's and B's with our own two eyes. We don't need another man behind the doggone plate telling them, telling us what he thinks they are. Because opinions would... are like assholes. <laughs> Everyone's got them and they stink. You think it would get to a point where it's like a clear and obvious, like with robot umps, ball or strike call and a hitter still going to be like, like, what the hell? What the fuck? <laughs> Wait, what, what are you <laughs> Who are you arguing at? Yeah. <laughs> like, talking to the camera right. or something like that. That would be absolutely insane. Pitcher or a batter just start beating once. the camera or something. At least oh, yeah. once. Absolutely. I just see one of the big pissed off Colombian guys <laughs> just taking a bat to the camera. <laughs> oh, that would be electric. All right, moving along. NBA, my friend, uh, last two things to cover here, NBA, NHL news. NBA, nothing crazy, nothing hot. Uh, actually, a little bit. Clips destroyed the Mavericks last night in mm-hmm. the second half to advance on to the second round. Yeah, they'll be playing tomorrow night against the Jazz. Yeah. I uh, This one was going on while I was at the park. I barely caught the end of it. It was wild, man. Uh, and it was it already was in hand. Uh, Luca, Luca, Luca needs some damn help. Porzingis just is not the answer for him. Well, I, I tweeted it out. Uh, Luca had 29 at half, and the only other seven, I think. Yeah, and the only other Maverick player in double digits was KP with 12. Right. Everybody else had seven or less, Mm -hmm. and it wasn't like seven, seven, six, seven. It was two, three, four, two. Like it was, it was brutal, and they're never going to win. They're never going to get past the first. Yeah, that's a solid organization, so they should have the tools in place to be able to figure it out for them. But come on, uh, cubes. Yeah, you you got all the money in the world. Get that doggone lineup fixed, man. This is back to back two years. You got bounced out of there like the basketball you dribble for the game. I mean, crying (laughs) out loud is ridiculous. We're trying to see Luca later on. We needed some Luka magic. Thought it was going to come around when he hit that step-back tray, though. You might not have seen I, it. I missed it. It was nasty. Under two minutes, and they were down by only 10. Mm-hmm. And he went to drive, hit a step-back tray, put him down by seven. I had him at plus six and a half. I mm-hmm. thought, oh, shit, they're going to bring it back. Going to tie it up. We might have overtime, or the Clips are going to win it on the last second shot. I had the Clips winning, but I, I had the Mavericks plus six and a half. So Man. absolutely brutal. It it they, they closed it so close, and then it was just a couple key rebounds and a couple uh, yeah. a really key three, just yeah, like basketball is. I did see that, yeah. That's how basketball is, and that's that's what pushed the the victory because it, it was a it was a very tight spread the entire game. It, yeah. was, it was not that big. And then some uh, goofiness at the end there. Luca basically said no thanks to Paul George on the jersey. Yeah, swap. it was a little weird. I'm wondering what he said or what exactly happened. Yeah, like, I don't need your cooties. It didn't seem. I don't know. It didn't seem. It like didn't a, seem. It wasn't like a fuck you. Or, I, yeah. I imagine it's just like, no, dude, we just lost game seven to you. Like, yeah, I, I'm going to have no Paul thanks. George's jersey up that I lost game <laughs> like, seven for the rest I'm of my life. I'm all good, dude. Thanks. Like, I don't need it. Appreciate we just lost. It. I wanted to Appreciate beat you. Appreciate it. Uh, I, hope, I, like, I hope it's out of competitiveness and not just something random, totally goofy. Yeah. Because, I mean, we need some more of that back in the NBA. Same. Uh, mentioned it at the top of the show. Was super high on the Atlanta Hawks yesterday. Mm-hmm. Dropped a stack on their money line. Yeah, we and, both did. And uh, money line cashed real nice and easy versus 76ers. Will I be doing that for game two? Not too certain. Probably playing the spread. I was going to say Just spread, because maybe. of how fucking good the Hawks look right now. That $50,000, $100,000 better is starting to look smarter and smarter by the day, my friend. I'm starting to become a believer. Uh, and as far as our title chances, I'm still tampering that. Uh, hey, but hey. Uh, even odds now to win this series against the Hawks, minus 110 both ways here. Uh-uh. 
against 76ers. But yeah, I get what, what you're I saying. Say. You said against the Hawks. Ah. Hawks against the Hawks. Hawks against but that's all right. Ah, I get anyways. what you were saying. I'm pretty sure they got what you were saying, but uh, just wanted to save you. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be a very interesting series, my yeah, friend. I'm, uh, I'm leaning towards the Hawks these days. I am too. And I'm leaning towards the Hawks. It seems like the general population of the country still believes that the Sixers are the far and away better team, mm-hmm. given these spreads. I think, I can't remember what it is off the top of my head, but it it's at least another four and a half uh, spread for the Sixers in yeah, game I'm pretty two, sure. at least. I'm pretty so, sure. Important. Not, uh, not getting enough love here are the Hawks, in no. my opinion. Not at all. Uh, and the NBA playoff train keeps steaming right down the tracks tonight. We got one play for you with the Nuggets plus four and a half on the Monday Madness Parlay. You got Nuggets and Suns, and then my partner's got the Nets minus Next one Bucks. and a half, and then you got Bucks Nets, so... Two explosive games should be on tap tonight. So maybe that's why. Maybe the slate is so light because the action tonight is going to be so insane that our brains, our our puny human brains, wouldn't be able to handle all the insanity that we're about to see here tonight. I hope so. I hope so, too. I hope so. Also, NHL on tap t- this evening. We have two NHL games. Obviously, talked about the Bruins and the Islanders, and we already talked about our pick, two for the Jets and the Habs. Real, real solid games tonight as well. Yeah. Should be some heated, heated action there also. Uh, and then from this weekend, my man, we uh, we had a good weekend of hockey as well. Yeah. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights last night, even up this series, make it 2-2 on their home ice, going back to Colorado now for Game 5. I think uh, I think home advantage just might be the difference here. So in, um, at least in the U.S., I would say so for this matchup specifically. And this, I mean, well, this matchup too. Yeah, that's I would, what I meant. I just this so. matchup specifically yeah. is what I meant. The home advantage makes the difference because so uh, then you play five in Colorado, six in Vegas, and then seven back in Colorado. So I'm taking Colorado. I'm still. taking Colorado too. I'm taking Colorado still. Yeah. But Golden Knights got it back and a little bit uh, pretty impressive. Dominant here, so. fashion. I sprinkled a little bit. Uh, I took Colorado on a half unit, and then, so I, then I sprinkled a little bit on the game to go to OT. Mm. And then when it started the third period, three to one, I was like, feeling pretty good about that bet now. And then five to one, five to one, let it go. It, it was pretty rough, but yeah. I mean, uh, I'll, I've been kind of looking into some additional props and stuff like that because I want to get in on some more NHL action. Mm-hmm. So I've been trying to look at some trends. I've been doing a little extra research on the side on some of those things. Maybe okay. bring you guys some extra stuff, or at the very least, put them on my action app, which you can follow me nice and easily at cash underscore with underscore Colt. I'll be sure to put them on there too or anything else I decide to do. So should have a loaded night of NHL, NBA, and MLB action. Uh, You heard it here first. I believe that the light slate is on tap tonight because we are in for seven games of pure insanity across the diamonds, hardwood, and ice. I'll take that action. You heard it here first. I want to I wanna eat some popcorn for this stuff Absolutely. Here. Absolutely. So covered about every sport, everything from the weekend, nothing major yet to get into to start the week for this upcoming week. But we uh, obviously will continue to roll stuff out as the week rolls along. Got some uh, other big stuff we're working on in the background. We're up to something. So make sure you uh, stay locked in, stay tuned in. Small improvements, gradual uh, steps up the rung every single day here for the TTL Sports Media crew. So we, uh, we're we behind the scenes, background grinding. Uh, you might only see us here for just a little bit, about an hour and a half every single day. But uh, we are 
rocking and rolling on additional stuff every other minute that you don't see us. So mm-hmm. stay tuned. It's only going to keep getting bigger and better here at TTL Sports Media. Got some big stuff I can't wait to roll out to you guys. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. All right. There you have it. Today's rants and reactions. I think I've ranted enough and reacted enough. How about you, partner? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm spent. All right, sounds good to me. I might as well wrap this bad boy up. What do you say with some Colts motivation minutes? All right, here we go. Wanted to give you just a quick, heavy-hitting message uh, for today's motivation minutes. This is a quote, and just wanted to give you a little bit of additional perspective behind it and send you on about your Monday. So the quote for today is, Ask yourself if what you're doing today is getting you closer to where you want to be tomorrow. One more time. Ask yourself if what you're doing today is getting you closer to where you want to be tomorrow. Now, I know this is pretty self-explanatory. You could probably uh, already spinning on thoughts and things that you could potentially maybe cut some things out. Or change some things you've already been doing. So I won't uh, spin down that rabbit hole, um, but rather kind of stick on that, cut some things out um, phrase there. And it's okay to do that. If there's a certain situation that you're finding yourself in day to day that's not advancing you towards your goals, dreams, and passions, cut that damn thing out. If there's a relationship that's holding you back from reaching the next level or attaining the next rung on the ladder in your life, cut that damn thing out. It doesn't matter if, and and it might hurt to say this, and you might not want to hear this, but it doesn't matter if it's friends, if it's family, if it's an acquaintance, if it's a boss, if it's a coworker, if it's another human being, it doesn't matter. If they are not lifting you up, bringing value to your life, adding additional opportunities to your life today to make a better tomorrow, there's no reason for them to be in your life. You can cut them out. Sometimes it hurts. Sometimes it's not fun. Speaking from experience, a lot of the times it fucking sucks. But it's something necessary in life to reach new levels. And I've said it before, but Leonardo DiCaprio once said that each new level of our lives requires a different version of ourselves. And if you want to reach those new levels, there's going to be some things you're going to have to cut out. I can promise you that. And the only person that can cut those things out is you. You are the only person that can look at yourself in the mirror and not talking to somebody, not given somebody some drama or gossip, you can't bullshit yourself. You can't look at yourself in the mirror and tell yourself something that is not the truth. So now is the time to reassess where you're at. Find your center, look yourself in the mirror, and honestly answer yourself if what you are doing today is setting yourself up for success for tomorrow and for your future. Are you wasting your time or are you using it wisely? Are you investing in yourself Or are you blowing money at other people's expense? Little things to think about. Small choices to make. If you want to have a better tomorrow, sometimes temporary pain is necessary in order for permanent fulfillment later. 
So today, my friends, I'm going to stop gabbing at you. I'm going to leave you with that inspiration, and I want you to remember and ask yourself this question. Is what I am doing today setting me up for a better and brighter tomorrow? That does it for Colts Motivation Minutes today. It's good stuff, dude. How you feeling about that? That's good, man. I mean, yeah, you. Na- I can't really add too much as far as what to say, but uh, yeah, I know a lot of people struggle with the uh, the larger scale of things like personal relationships that you're mentioning, I and mean, I know we've both done it in the past, but yeah, I mean, for me at this point, uh, you know, where I'm currently at in these days, it's a lot more, uh, I work on a daily basis of cutting out those small little distractions mm. throughout my day, whether, uh, you know, we're working here or working at what I'm doing at home that type of stuff uh so yeah i mean i don't think you can ever run away from this it's always going to be at the, even at the very least even if you're crushing things you're probably still going to have those small little distractions they got to try and cut out on a daily basis so so i'm glad you kind of went there with that because i had one more quote i wanted to drop down and it is perfectly in line with what you just said okay big things happen when the small things are mastered coach john wooden there you go so Focus on those small things. If maybe you're in Riley's position, maybe it's not something huge, something big. Maybe it's not a relationship or situation. Maybe it's just little things. Maybe it's improving your overall health. Maybe it's improving your financial situation. Maybe it's learning to budget. Maybe maybe it's something little like that. Maybe it's cutting out going to the club and getting VIP service when you only make 20 bucks an hour, dog. You're on 50K salary. You ain't shit. Let me tell you that right now. You ain't shit. <laughs> I can promise you that. Your net worth is not even close to anything to where you can say that you have money if you're on a 50K salary. I can promise you that right now. So uh, maybe it's time to cut a few of those things out. Maybe uh, have a little bit of temporary discomfort now for permanent comfort later. Yeah, that was the other part that I, yeah, that part is very, very, very That's true. how I live my life, man. There's a lot of... Uh, a lot of things that I I skip out on, and if pe- if you know me, if you're watching this and you know me, you know there's a there's a lot of things that I skip out on uh, as far as going out and doing this or a group of people's going here, and I don't do it because I don't like to do it. It's because I'm trying to set myself up for a better future, and it starts with small little decisions like that. So if you ever wonder why you don't see me out and about, maybe now you know. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm in the lab grinding while you're out there taking shots. So. Uh, Who's winning here? Don't know, but that does it for today's Colts Motivation Minutes. Appreciate you, ladies and gentlemen, sticking around for all of that. So, you know, partner, I uh, had it in my head. I'm going to I'm gonna try and keep this show right at about an hour and a half today. Going to try and uh, wind it right down right at 1130. And would you look at that? We are right at 1127 as I am saying this. So we got about three minutes here. So it only seems right that I close this bad boy out in the way you're looking over there and some of the vibes I'm feeling right now. I'm feeling like it's going to be a good ending here, folks. So you better tune in, turn up the volume, get ready. Partner, as always, anything burning on the brain, melting on the soul, festering in the heart that you need to get out to the kind folks that joined us on today's episode number 53 on this beautiful June 7th, 2021. You know, nothing crazy. Hell. Could have been in uh could have been in the ransom reactions, but rants and reactions, but I uh, Hey, decided- you're working on your New York <laughs> accent. <laughs> but I uh, decided to sound a little more Philly if I do say myself. Hey, either but, way, uh, the New England is to save it. Uh little uh little bit of a uh, shenanigans you might say golf tournament. Uh oh. Bryson, not the maybe not what you're thinking. There was some bad things that happened that we didn't even touch on. Yeah. 
the goofiness, Bryson DeChambeau and Brooks Kepa drama kind of picked up a little bit. Of course, Brooks Kepa was not at this tournament, but apparently many times throughout the first couple of rounds, instead of cheering Bryson on, when Bryson would hit a shot, people would say, let's go Brooksy. Because uh, a lot of people are big fans of the man Brooks Kepka, and they know about this drama. And uh, apparently, Bryson DeChambeau had these people escorted out of the uh, out of the venue, out of the golf course. Uh, and that's pretty damn soft, if you do so ask me. So did you see what Brooks did in response? Yeah, and okay. that's where I'm going with that. And he basically told them thanks for the support. Uh, he didn't tell them to stop. He said thanks for the support. He had a giant smile on his face, um, and then he offered them. I don't remember exactly what he offered, but he Michelob Ultra is a huge, huge sponsor, if not his biggest sponsor. And hey, so, a couple uh, cases a piece. Yeah, I do he believe. offered them uh, some Michelob hey Mickey Ultra in compensation. <laughs> it's just how he started it. It was like, oh, this shit eater. I mean, oh I mean it, it's not. It, I was listening to something else. It's like if it was really, and it's not even like bullying or anything like that. Like if they were saying shitty things about the dude that might be a different thing yeah. or heckling him while he's trying to shoot but uh you know he, it's just good fun man kind of soft by bryson man very soft by bryson just uh you know go about your day and laugh it off dude bryson's like, kind of the more you do the man. more you do this the more it just fuels those people's fire without yep. question just yep. lean into it dude just yep. lean into it yep. and things will be a lot better people will probably like you more for it so well, there you go. There we go. Brooks and Bryson still beefing at the time of episode 53 per Riley or Max Magnuson. There you have it. Thank you for your final sidebar, partner. I appreciate it as per usual. As to all of you watching live on YouTube or maybe the recorded version or maybe the recorded audio version on your favorite podcast directory, first things first, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Take off the glasses one more time so you can see me loud and clear here. Jeez, holy cow, everything's bright again. Uh, <laughs> see me loud and clear again. Just uh, making you guys laugh here today. Um, I know I say it all the time, but uh, kicking off the third official week being live on YouTube, um, getting into well past a half a year, um, not if not more now, um, of talking the line sports media me and my partner doing this uh here every single day without your guys support without your following without each and every single one of you uh, we wouldn't have the drive we do to get up and bring you these episodes and also just share some of ourselves with you i mean this is our passion we absolutely love it and uh this this is all because of you guys so as always thank you so much and uh we 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 just hope you keep coming back. We're going to keep dropping some damn good content. We won't stop. We're not going anywhere. We're only going to keep improving. So keep on coming around. We'll keep bankrupting these books one play at a time, ranting, reacting, and uh, everything in between. Oh, and a little motivation as a little side shot. So with all that being said, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates and gamblers far and wide. For myself and our mags, we hope you have a spectacular rest of your Monday. Unless you have other plans, let's cash some tickets.